the book of John, John chapter 15. Um, we're going to be, uh, this is the uh, conclusion of our series today on the, the topic of rediscovering worship. And we've uh, actually for the last couple of weeks or several weeks, about three weeks, three, four weeks, we've been looking at this uh, topic or just different aspects of worship. And uh, I, just got, I just want to tell you a little bit about what I think that this has at least done for me. Um, what, as I've looked into these different aspects uh, of worship, it's helped me kind of to rediscover that worship's not just for me. It's it's not. Um, I, I I think sometimes that we come to worship and and when we come, we we look for things that are going to lift us up, or we look for things, you know, songs that are going to lift us up, or we look for a message that's going to burst our energy, or, uh, whatever it is. And I, I think that that's good and, 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 and all that. But the, the primary focus of our worship, the primary focus of our, of our worship is that God may be delighted in what we present to Him, that God may be given glory as our hearts are changed and brought closer to His will for our lives. Before we get to our, our passage, let me just tell you um, that when I think of worship, I think of, uh, this, uh, I'm reminded of the passage from the Gospel of Matthew, which, I, which really gives us the true focus that our worship needs. And um, it's, a, it's a verse that I think is familiar to all of us. Um, the, the Pharisees are trying to trap uh, Jesus. They're trying to test him. And they ask him this question. They say, Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Do you remember what his response is? was? He said, the greatest commandment is this, that you love the Lord your God with all of your heart and your mind and your soul and your strength. Right? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And so I I think that if we are to rediscover that worship, uh, we need to conclude that worship is that response of love that involves every part of our lives. And so we come to worship God with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength. Adoration, we talked about that about three weeks ago. Adoration, and that is showing how amazed we are with the character of Jesus. It involves our heart, our mind, our soul, and our strength. And then we talked about confession, it, it, that, that it's seeking to be reshaped and to be reworked into what Christ wants for us. It's, it's something that involves our hearts, our minds, our souls, and our strength. Thanksgiving is not, is not allowing ourselves to take all of life's blessings for granted but allowing ourselves to truly be thankful to the giver of all good, good things, right? It involves our heart and our mind and our soul and our strength. Worship is a response of love. It's, it's an exercise that allows us to express to God how we truly feel about Him. Um, let's, let's just move on to John chapter 15. John is uh, one of uh, those famous, uh, uh, one of the famous I Am passages here in John chapter 15. It's a passage where Jesus describes what it means to be one of his. Of his. But I want us to look. start out with verse number 5. Um, Jesus says, I am the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me you can do nothing. The word picture that Jesus is describing is one that is really familiar to us. It's that vine that gives life to the branches Jesus, uh, uh, Jesus is, uh, in other words, our lifeline. But I want us to pay closer attention to verses 7 and 8. If you remain in me, he says, and my words remain in you, 
Ask whatever you wish, and it will be given to you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. So today as we, as we, uh, we, we reach that last letter of the acoustic acts, A-C-T-S, and we, we're on that S, it's, it stands for supplication. And we did a little, lot of that just here a few moments ago when we got together in our groups. You know, here's some of our, our requests, our prayers. It, it just basically means it, it, to present your requests to God. That's what supplication is. It's, it's, it, it means to ask in prayer. And, and Jesus says, if you remain in me, and if I remain in you, if my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish, and that will be given to you. And today we want to focus on prayer as that act of worship. And, and, and if we're to do that, I think there's some things uh, that at least that we need to understand. First of all, I think we need to get or, or to realize or to remember that God really wants us to ask. He wants us to ask. Do, do you guys feel that way sometimes? How many of you feel like God wants you to ask Him things in prayer? How many of you sometimes feel like, I'm not sure that God wants me to ask Him that, whatever it might be? Okay? Right? Uh, you know, is this worthy enough to bring before God? Is this something that really, uh, you, you know what I'm talking about, right? Nod your heads if that's something. I felt that way before. I mean, I, I can't imagine someone not feeling like, oh, maybe this isn't significant enough. Um, I really wrestled. I just want to tell you, I wrestled with this because there are so many directions you can go with prayer. I mean, I, I, I thought about, okay, what do we, how do we talk about, you know, persistent prayer or talk about, um, uh, you know, prayer that, that is, you know, asking and, you know, God and expecting and confidence and all that kind of stuff. And, and I kind of went a little different direction with this passage here. And I, and I hope that, that this is really helpful. But there are just so many, it's just overwhelming when you start looking at prayer and the focus of prayer in, in, in the New Testament. Um, it's just an amazing thing. But um, what, uh, so we really want, what I want to, what I want to say first of all, though, is this, is that God wants us to ask. When we worship God, we need to remind, be reminded that, that not only is God interested in how we feel about Him, but also that He is interested in hearing the thoughts of our hearts. And so our requests of God in prayer are just as much part of our worship as is our adoration and confession and thanksgiving. Um, God desires for us to present our request before Him. He wants us to ask. Say that. He wants me to ask. Right. Now, I, I know that many of you have been in this situation before. I know I have, at least, and I, I can't imagine that you haven't either. But maybe it's the time that you're in the guest of someone's, um, uh, someone's house. Maybe you're on vacation. You're staying at your favorite motel, right? And the host or the hostess says to you what? Make yourself at your home. That wasn't the one I was thinking about. But if you need anything, just ask, right? Now, what do they mean by that? Do they really mean if you need anything, if I want a Whopper and cheese and some curly fries, that's what they mean, right? That's really not necessarily what they, that they mean. Um, but typically, we, what we know is that, we, what we understand is that, that, that it's important for that host that we receive the things that we need to make our, our, our visit the best that it can be. I've stayed at motels, and I've seen these, uh, you know, I've got in the room, there's not enough towels. Um, there's not uh, all the accessories that I've actually needed. And, and my experience has usually been, uh, for the most part, I think, that when, when there's something that's needed, that the, 
that the hotel personnel, they'll bend over backwards in order to get you the, the things that you need. They want you to ask. But if you don't ask, they don't just automatically bring them up to your room, right? They don't just bring, you know, send somebody up with a load of towels if you haven't asked for it. The, 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 what I'm trying to say is God wants us to ask. Sometimes, James says, you don't have because you don't ask. Maybe we don't think, again, that God is, that our, uh, is interested in our, question, our requests. Maybe we think that what we want to ask Him, maybe we think it's a stupid request. We, we could go on and on through a host of different reasons of why we don't think ourselves worthy to, to ask of God. But the response would still be the same. God wants us to ask. I remember several years ago when I was in high school. Um, this, is a, this is an event that, that's pretty clear in my mind. In fact, I, I've talked to my kids about this. Um, but I'll, I'll never forget, I was working at the Piggly Wiggly store, and we had, um, we had a drive up. Um, we were probably the only one in the, in the, in the uh, town of Grand Rapids that actually had the drive up. Um, but does, do they do the drive up over here? It's pretty rare, though, isn't it? Hardly anybody uses it. I mean, that was like the next best thing since sliced bread, you know, back then, back in the day. I don't know if other, communi- uh, other communities do that, do they, a lot? I, I just don't see it a lot anymore. But the drive up, basically drive up, they load your groceries, and, and we had that. We had that, and it was pretty awesome, and, and I was working out on that, and there was a, a lady that gro- drove up to get her groceries, and, and I loaded her groceries into her car. She had a little minivan, um, and um, so I, I loaded her groceries in her car. I thanked the lady, and I proceeded to, to close the back of her minivan. Well, it didn't close. And the lady said something to me. I thought she said, you know, you need to close it a little harder. My, the, the back of my, my minivan doesn't close easy, so, you know, slam it or, or shut it a little harder. And so that's what I started to do. It started like this, and it's still not closing. And the lady starts to talk a little louder. I'm thinking she's, she's trying to help me understand, yes, you need to really slam it. So I'm, I'm like pounding this thing shut. You know, and, and, and pretty soon it's, 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 I notice that the lady is, she's, she's, she's getting out of control. She's, she's kind of like almost screaming at me. And I, you know, I, I'm thinking, okay. And she says, you don't need to slam it. That's the message she was really trying to tell me. But it was then that I looked actually in, I lifted that up and I, the, the hatchback, and I looked in there and evidently one of, her loaves of <laughs> one of her loaves of bread had fallen out of the paper sack, you know? And it was right in between there, and I had been crushing that thing, crushing that thing the whole time. And uh, it was beyond, almost beyond recognition, okay? Um, so now, definitely, I did not hear that lady's request correctly, right? She's saying, hey, <laughs> don't slam this. Um, I wasn't really listening well enough, I would say. But you know what? God is not like that, is he? He's not. He's, he's ready. He's waiting to hear our requests, and he wants us to ask because he is, in fact, interested. Uh, look at what 1 John 5.14 says. This is the confidence we have in approaching God that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. And if we know that He hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we asked of Him. I've read that passage over and over and over again. Uh, and and, and there's, there's this little phrase that I want us to see in that passage that I just read, and you've probably heard me say this before, but it's, it's, this is also a phrase that if you look through chapter 15 of John, 
uh, John chapter 15. It's also found several times in that uh, passage as well. It's, it's the little phrase that says, according to his will, or in my name in John. Um, if uh, there, there seems to be, um, or there's, in, in John chapter 15, he says, if you ask in my, of something in my name, or here in, in this one, according to his will. We need to understand that God wants us to ask, but sometimes I think we really need to understand also that we need to know what to ask for. God wants us to ask, but part of our worship is to seek the things that actually God wants in our lives. I want you to hear again what John says. Just kind of listen to this here, or read this again. This is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears. And if we know that He hears us, Whatever we ask, we know that we have what we asked of him. And I think the key in that passage is according to his will. And I stop and I go, well, how can I know God's will? I want to just share this thought. I can know God's will and what to ask for when I focus on his word. Right? I can know the will of God. I can know what to ask for when I focus on his word. His will is found in his word. When we pray his word, we pray his word, his will. See, here's kind of the problem that I, I run into. We usually ask God for the things that we desire. Right? We pray for some of the things I would call, let's call them natural desires, the things that are they're on our hearts. I'm not saying that those aren't important, but we said that's what we think of, what we pray for is those natural desires. But what we don't understand is that what God is wanting to happen is for us to discover His will and then pray that into a being. That, that's really powerful, and yet I think it's so humbling because it really assumes that we know God's will and what that is for our lives. When I think of that, I, I, I say to myself, you know, who am I to think that I know the will of God? How do we know what God's will is? Well, God's will, I think, is found in His Word. It's, it's in His Word that I understand more of His thoughts and, and, and His purposes. When I read in Scripture that God is interested in a broken and contrite heart, I can pray for that. And when I realize that God is interested in the lives of people and that they should, should come to Him, I, I, I can pray for that. You know, I, I know something that, that occurred to me when I, was, when I was writing this and thinking about this is that of how Jesus taught us to pray. Jesus taught us to pray, give us this day, what? Our daily bread. And I know that Jesus taught us to pray that way. And, and I mean, what could be more natural than our daily bread? That desire that we have to eat. There's nothing more natural than that. And I know that there are a number of instances in the Bible where, where, where people pray for things like protection. They pray for things like escape from enemies. They pray for uh, this uh, a, a da- uh, escape from, from danger. or They pray for success or they pray for this recovery from sickness. And, and, and my point is not, and hear this clearly, my point is not that those, things, or those kinds of desires are wrong. It's not that we shouldn't pray for those things. My point is that the, the, God's desires are to be at the heart of our prayers. I mean, after all, just before Jesus said that we ought to pray, give us this daily, our daily bread, do you remember what he says? 
He said that we are to pray, Lord in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. And then he says, give us this day our daily bread. Right? Prayer is for God's name and God's kingdom and God's will. David said it this way in, in, this, uh, in Psalm chapter 37, verse 4. He said, delight yourself in the Lord. Remember? And he will give you the desires of your heart. And I guess what I'm suggesting is that the more that we understand God's word, the more that we understand God's will, that, we, that that really begins to transform our prayer lives as we come to God in worship. And that really leads me to the third thing that I really want us to, to look at and to understand about prayer from this passage. I want to look at a passage once again. Um, verse number 7, John chapter 15, verse 7. If you remain in me, in my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be given you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. Now, I'm, I, 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 we skipped over something that I think is, is rather obvious from this passage, and that is that this whole passage, uh, go home and read chapter 15 of, of, of the book of John. This passage, this chapter here in John chapter 15, it's all about bearing fruit, and it's all about abiding in Him or, or about remaining in Him. Now, we looked at that last fall when we were going through this, uh, the book of John, if you remember. Um, and one of the things that we discovered in that time last fall is that bearing fruit, what it has to do with is it has to do with the fruit of relationships. In other words, if, if we remain in Him, that's found in verse 5, we read that earlier in John chapter 15, verse 5. If, we, if we're in a relationship with Jesus Christ, there's a number of things that should be true of our Christian lives. How would We agree to that, right? If we are in a relationship with Jesus, there's, there's something that ought to be true of Christians. We look at that. We expect that. We know that to be true. And so, for example, if you look at chapter 15, verse 10, there's the fruit of obedience. If you look at... Uh, uh, it, it, it tells us that we become obedient people. If you look at verse number 11, there's that fruit of joy, that there's, there's, uh, there's going to be a spirit of joy that is going to be complete in us. It, look at verses 12 and 13 of, of that same chapter, and there's this fruit of love. Um, we're to love each other, it says. Well, in fact, he says that the mark of being his disciple is that we love one another. There's just certain things that are true of our lives um, because of our relationship with Jesus Christ. And, and so what does that have to do with prayer? Well, I really think, and, and, and this is key, I think, here, I really think that John's point is that the purpose of prayer is bearing fruit. The purpose of prayer is bearing fruit. In other words, prayer draws us closer into a relationship with God, and then the closer that we are with God, the more obedient, the more joyful, the more loving we become. And when we bear that fruit, that gives God the glory. That's what he says, right? This is for my Father's glory. He says that in verse 8, that you bear much fruit. And I think, I really believe that the implication of this is that God gets glory when we, met, when we bear much fruit because we have prayed and God has answered. 
because of that relationship that we have with him. See, I think God's desire is not only that we make requests to him. I think God desperately wants to answer our prayers. And if the purpose of prayer is to bear fruit, then the challenge is to become the kind of people who are desperately seeking to be used by God and the kind of people who are desperately seeking after the things of God. And once again, we come back to where we talked about before. How do we discover what God wants? God's will is found in His Word. Let me just give you a few examples that show up in the writings of John. Um, you'll see some of these on the screen. 1 John 1.10 says this. He says, if we claim that we haven't sinned, we make him out to be a liar and his word has no place in our hearts or in our lives. The words of Jesus in us, as we implant them in our hearts, the words of Jesus in us, that gives us this ability to somehow humbly evaluate our own selves, our own lives, so that we, so that our lives are in line with God's purposes. Or take uh, 1 John chapter 14, verse 24, where Jesus says, He who does not love me will not obey my teaching. And so I, I, what he's saying, if we keep the words of Jesus, if they abide in us, they, that, they will define for us the path of love. You see that? Or in 1 John chapter 2, verse 14, John says, I write to you, young man, because you are strong and the word of God lives in you and you have overcome the evil one. And so the words of Jesus abiding in us, that gives us victory over Satan and it frees us from anything that will put us at odds with God. In, in John chapter 15, verse 3, Jesus says, You are already clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. John chapter 17, verse 17, Jesus prays, Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. And I look at that and I realize that when the word of God abides in us, that makes us clean. That makes us holy. And that means in, in line with the fruit-bearing purposes of God. And the, 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 there's a number of these. I mean, if you read through John's writing, there's so many different themes that he has about love and about, about obedience and about all of these things. Well, in, in essence, what I'm saying in all of these, by sharing all these, it's the word of God that gives us a humble view of ourselves. It's the Word of God that gives us an exalted view of Jesus. It's the Word of God that helps us to recognize that, uh, the victory that is ours over the devil. It's the Word of God that gives us a knowledge of God's love. And it's the Word of God that gives us a power of holiness. Um, and so here's really the bottom line. Here's what I want us to take home with us. The more we have the words of Jesus in us, I believe the more our prayers will be answered. The more focused we are, the more closer that we get to Him, the more we begin to understand the heart and the mind of God and desperately seeking Him, and the more we understand the kinds of things that God wants us to pray about. And certainly those things that we pray about, I'm thinking about, uh, you know, the, we talked about the, the protection and all that. I, I think that the more we are in the heart of Jesus, the more that, the, 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 that those things come into focus with what God would like. Uh, there's nothing wrong with praying for protection, right? Am I right? There's nothing wrong with praying for healing and those kinds of things, but the more that we see God, they, they that, that prayer just takes on a different flavor to it, where in essence you are praying from the perspective of God's 
what God is seeking to 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 um, to happen and to to make what God is seeking to do in, in our lives and what God is seeking to do in the world. The challenge, I think, of prayer is to become the kind of people that who, who live a life bearing fruit for God, seeking to make His name holy, seeking His kingdom, and seeking to do His will. And the key, I think, to becoming that kind of person is letting the words of Jesus abide in us. And that brings us close to the mind of God, that we pray in tune with his purposes and receive whatever we ask. Let's pray together. Father, we, we do, uh, I, I, I have to admit, God, um, I don't always understand what, I don't always understand how, how you do this. And um, prayer is such a valuable thing. I know that you desire us to ask. I know that you desire us to be close to you and to, our hearts be close to you, and I, I know that somehow as we get closer to you that that, that, um, that changes the way that we ask. And, and that's really what we're saying here today. Is, um, and so I, I guess my prayer for all of us is that we would be close to you, that we would be seeking daily to understand your words and and, and so that we can put all of our prayers in a different context. It's not about what my needs are and gratifying my desires, but, but God, in, in essence, it's really about seeking first your kingdom and, and your righteousness and um, putting all those things into perspective. God, I pray for that, 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 that we, would, we would do this. I, I'm just overwhelmed by listening today just to all of us uh, seeking your heart and praying together in groups and what an awesome thing that must sound like in heaven when you hear all of that, when, you, when God's people pray. Um, God, I just pray for us as a church that we would seek to be that kind of a church that would, would seek your heart, but also being a, being a prayer, praying church. Um, God, thank you for your insight. And uh, we just uh, ask you to help us to be the kind of people that you want us to be. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.